Campbell again, Like David Project Podcast. Uh, this is the eighth show, the Ocho. Uh, things are starting to really get in place now. Just a, a smooth transition into a weekly show. Thanks for all the feedback for everybody that's emailed me or emailed the website or just contacted me or anybody else involved and just giving your support. That's awesome. Because we need it, especially starting off something. It's kind of hard. You want to know somebody, you know, what you're doing is is being used. So for those of you who have been been involved in just you know saying, hey, good show, or uh, I was listening, that that does mean more than uh, it, it may seem. Um, just a couple things. Uh, continue to ask questions. Uh, like I said, we're in our eighth show. Sometimes. Uh, finding a topic for each show can be trying, and uh, if this is going on a year from now, I'm probably going to be pulling my hair out, uh, and there's just, <laughs> I try to have a topic for whoever's speaking, um, you know, at least four or five days ahead of time, so if we're talking on, uh, just hypothetically, if we're talking on drugs in America or something, I want to send some articles to uh, Matt and James or whoever's doing that particular show that way when we sit down they have something to look at uh, that's the way I'd like to do it <laughs> that's not the way we've been doing it though um, but it's not uh, the listener's responsibility to provide content but it does help when a couple of people chime in or, and are showing interest in something the more you get involved the more it makes it yours as well and it's not just us talking to you it's it's a conversation so um please uh ask questions or just give ideas there's no ba- there's no such thing as a bad question and and that would be great um other than that uh today we actually this was the largest group we had me matt jody and james all together and we actually moved it out from an office room into the sanctuary to the round table, which is the first step of like four steps to a live podcast, which, as you all know, is my goal. Um, the only other announcement I have is, like I would say when I was in the military, if you're not using Stitcher, you're wrong, but uh, try to use Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, download it to your iPhone, your iPad, what have you. It'll save you tons of time listening to podcasts, even even if you listen to other podcasts. Um, but other than that, today's show is about healing and, and going in depth in that conversation. Uh, it may not sound like the most exciting subject in the world, um, healing, but it turned into an awesome conversation. You'll enjoy listening to it, and uh, I have no doubt a lot of you will listen to it twice. Uh, there was a lot of good things said, a lot of hard answers. A lot of hard questions were asked, and they were answered in a way that... I think we would want them answered. I was real concerned coming into this. Just I didn't want things to get wishy-washy. But I started with the email that I got from somebody, and so here I go and reading it. Have a good one. A friend of mine has a little boy who has been hospitalized a few times for croup. Is that a misspelling or no? And not be, and not being able to breathe, they are short for money, already having a hard time paying off current bills. And it happened again last week. She's always praying for healing until she has just 
has to take him to the hospital and was questioning if God heals when you pray, does she need to have more faith and trust in God to pray and then just go back to bed instead of taking action and get her son medication so he can breathe? That just brought a whole conversation about praying and trusting God to intercede. But then there is always God will do, or there, then there's, sorry, then there's always God's will. Do you pray, please heal him if it's your will, but then if not, then don't. Then what's the point? That is where the day, and that is where the day every day and have been for years. Um, let's see here. I did some research and found it noted that it was Jesus will always I did some research and found it noted that it was Jesus will always to heal and never once said to a sick person that their healing would come in heaven. We also know there it was promised if we lay hands on the sick and pray for healing there will be there will be healing. So then why so often is there not? That's pretty much it. But it's kind of in in addition to what we were talking last week, last week we were talking about how to deal with hard times, and, and a lot, a lot had reference from Jean's passing. But this week, and, and from I know I kind of stumbled around it because I just didn't want to read parts that didn't really pertain to this. But this week seems to be basically in short. Why is it when we pray for people they're not healed? And in the Bible it says Jesus said if you put your hands on them they will be healed and I know that's an extremely hard question and and I know you, I haven't talked to you guys about it before just right now but that's the question and it's a tough question yeah as a son who first off you've, you've told me about you know Say it and claim it, and name it and claim it, name it and claim right. it, and faith, and, and you know, not having enough faith, and that's why you're not healed. I don't, I don't believe that that would be the reason. But also, we have the same God as any revivalist, Benny Hinn, or any you know, big, well-named, known healer uh, that raises the dead through Jesus Christ. Why aren't people healed? Why do people go through suffering? James, if you don't mind, your leg. Why isn't James' legs healed? Why, why wasn't Gene healed? Why, you know? It's a big question. In fact, in that email, there were so many questions. It's hard to know where to begin. So let's let's take a moment and just from our try and break it down a little bit into the most important things. One of the things I heard there is it God's will always to heal. I think we should start with that point. What is God's plan? What is God's purpose? So let's ask that question first. Is it right for a Christian to pray for healing? Um, is, it, is it God's will to heal people now? I'm talking about now. We all know that in heaven everything will be worked out. But let's talk about the right now. Is it God's will to heal people right now? Yes. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that the word says, by his stripes were healed. And I think that's really an important aspect of what Jesus did at the cross. And it wasn't, it wasn't just for salvation, but it was for, for healing too. And um, 
So I think that absolutely he's he's paid the price for that. He's made a way for that. Um, I think he does want to do that. I think that is God's will. Always. Yeah. I think if you put on the same plane, because Jesus came to heal our sickness and disease, but also to take away all of our sin. Uh, I heard John Wimber teaching once on healing, and he was saying, he was using the verse where Jesus said, "Is it when they were talking about it, and he said, is it, is it any easier to be healed or to be saved? So, and he was equating the two together. Yeah. Salvation really is the same as healing. It takes faith to receive them. And if you look at this question, is it God's will uh, that everybody be healed? Yes, it is. Just like it's God's will that everybody be saved. Right. There are a lot of ele- there are a lot of elements, that, however, that we don't fully understand. And anybody who everybody who writes a book and claims that they have all the answers to healing. I call BS on that because they're just, <laughs> I think I think a lot of us who have walked through the questions of does, does God heal today have come up with a lot of questions. And I think the reason there are a lot of questions is because God wants us to look deeper into knowing him and the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. So there's a, there's a lot to it. It's not as easy as just saying, is everybody, when I say a prayer, uh, is this person going to be healed immediately? Because sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. But is it God's will that everybody be healed? Absolutely. Is it God's will that everybody be saved? Absolutely. But not everybody's healed and not everybody's saved. Hmm. Yeah. You know, this is really interesting. I just opened my, <clears throat> my uh, iPhone Bible. I just wanted to look up something on healing, but I, I happened to just be on John 5, and it's heal, healing of a paralytic at the pool of, uh, how do you say that's, that? That's David. Yeah. And it basically says that Jesus was there, and there was a great number of sick, blind, and lame, lame and paralyzed people that were lying in the walkways. Now, a man who was there had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized the man had been disabled for a long time already, he said, do you want to be well? The sick man said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. <clears throat> While I am trying to get into the water, someone else goes down there before me. And Jesus said, Stand up, pick up your mat. And he was healed. But that's really interesting that Jesus saw a great number of sick, lame, paralyzed people there. And he only healed one person. Right. Yeah. And that's something we overlook about Jesus. We do look at him and say, Man, everybody he prayed for was healed. Yeah. And you have to remember, wait. There were a whole bunch of people there that he didn't pray for. Yeah, he didn't pray for healing for every single person. Yeah, yeah. he didn't pray. They wouldn't name all those people for no reason either. No, there's a, there's a purpose to that. And the purpose is that the way that Jesus' divinity was expressed was that he knew exactly when and who to pray for and how to pray and had perfect communication with the Father to know that this is the person and this is the prayer. and. And he never did it the same way twice either with people. Yeah. He knew exactly what God wanted him to do. What he, he said, I, I won't do it unless I see my Father in heaven do it mm-hmm. first. We, in our sinful nature, don't have that perfect connection. So I would almost suggest you could look at it two ways. We're going to make a mistake, therefore we shouldn't ever pray. Or we're going to make a mistake. We never are going to get it perfectly right. So why not pray every single yeah. time 
and see God do miracles and see the potential there. Yeah, that was one of the questions in the email. What's the use? Yeah. Well, this is the use. Yeah. This is why. Yeah, because there will be times when we get it right and we did hear from God and God moves with compassion and that person is healed. Does it mean we got it right, though? Like, our prayer got it right? You know what I'm saying? Touche. Like, <laughs> that's a very, very good question because that's always the next question. Yeah. If, if it is God's will to heal, then how do we go about making sure that we have a high success rate? Right. What's the magic so when you, yeah, so what's the magic formula? You know, yeah. What's the smoking gun? So when you start going through every instance of healing in the New Testament where Jesus prayed for healing, sometimes... He said it was because of their faith that were healed. Sometimes they were un, in unbelief and he exercised his faith towards it. Sometimes it was because of the faith of those that were Somebody around else, them. Right. It was always, but it was always the extra. There were two elements as I've looked at healing that were always there. The first one was, it says, and Jesus moved with compassion. Yeah. So the first compassion, rising up of compassion for it was always present and always there and then the second was there was some kind of faith going on yeah. the faith of the believer the faith of the prayer the faith of those that brought the sick person to him there was always those two elements compassion and faith uh, mixed together yeah 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 and we have to have that but i know like in that question i know the mother has compassion and i know the mother has faith and so you're still left with that I don't want to be ignorant of that, that it's a struggle sometimes to understand. I think sometimes, too, I mean, I don't know if this is jumping ahead too much, but I feel like sometimes, even though it is God's will for us to be healed, and it's our, I think it's even God's will, will for us to, you know, to be happy and healthy and whole, but yet we still walk through difficult times because there's something that he's... At a deeper level? Yeah, wanting to do in us. And sometimes maybe he feels like our character and our our spirit man is more is it's necessary to be molding that more than just being out of pain at that yeah. moment or you know so I mean it's not that God causes sickness I don't believe that or even or even um, necessarily allows sickness well maybe he does because he you know he's faithful to complete the work that he started in us mm-hmm. and if that means we have to go through a trial yeah. to get on on the other side to have produced in us what he started then i think he's willing to allow yeah that to another way to say that is he's concerned more about our whole person he cares about our eternity and our you know he can he is concerned about all of it not just that area of healing and Often people who have some kind of infirmity or sickness in their body, they come to know Jesus Christ in a different way that right. they ever would in any other circumstance. And what does God really care about? He cares more about that. Because the truth is, we don't understand everything there is about healing because we don't understand everything there is about God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are just some things he is thinking so far beyond in his eternal purpose of the kingdom of God advancing that we don't understand every single little thing. Mm -hmm. So we would say, why did this person die of cancer? Or why did this person die of a heart attack? People that we know and love. And we would ask that question. Well, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know why, but God knows why. And we trust and put our faith in him and his wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And we are called 
to pray for the sick yeah. too. And so we should not then second guess and, on, on that point, but we should be obedient to what we have been told to do. And it, you brought up John Wimber, and if anybody understood this, it was John Wimber. Yeah. And he did it. He yeah. prayed and he yeah. taught on it. And, and I like that analogy. I've heard that as well, that sin is to the spiritual nature what sickness yeah. is to the physical nature. And, you know, just as we're saved, but we still struggle with sin. Yeah. And John Wimber Didn't he die? died. Yeah, yeah. died yeah. of cancer. Yeah, so yeah, so it's just like one of the great patriarchs of praying for the sick and signs and wonders and miracles ended up dying that way. And I'm sure there was a wake of people who were just like shaking their heads and not understanding because yeah. of it. Yeah, I'm reminded of a, a story that Catherine Marshall tells in um, that book she wrote, Beyond Ourselves, which I think is a really good book. But she talks about a period of time where she got really, really sick and like had a, you know, t completely debilitating disease and was in her bed, not able to do the things that she felt like God wanted her to do. And for months and months and months, she just struggled and prayed, God, why won't you heal me? Why won't you heal me? And she finally just gave, kind of gave it up to God and she called it the prayer of relinquish relinquishment, relinquishment. Mm -hmm. and just said, you know what, God, I'm not going to try and figure out why you won't heal me. I'm just going to. If, if you want me in this bed, then I'm going to have a new new ministry, and that'll just be to pray for people, and I'll be yeah. the best prayer warrior that yeah. I can be. And she just gave up trying to figure it out, and from that point, she started to get better. <laughs> you know, God yeah. was just trying to bring her to the point where she could relinquish her right to be healed, yeah. you know, and her yeah. questioning, God, why haven't you done this? Yeah. I'm a good Christian. And, and you know, the, the, uh, the proof text for that would be, you know, did I think the, the writer, uh, one of the questions they asked was, didn't Jesus heal every person that came to them? Well, if you go into the book of Acts and then the, the letters that were written to the churches, Paul talks about having a thorn in his flesh, which was some kind of a physical ailment. Some believe it was his eyes or so, you know, nobody knows exactly what it was, but he had a physical, uh, physical ailment. And remember, he asked the Lord three times to take it away and it was not taken away. And the end result was uh, that famous verse about my grace is sufficient mm -hmm. for you. And there, so there is that element of you're not always healed, but God's grace is to be with you no matter what infirmity you're facing, no matter what uh, physical, horrible thing that you might be going through. God is always there and always with you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. And I, I think that we've begun to talk, understand the healing process, that we can't figure it out. You can't demand it. You can't expect it, yet the requirement is for us to pray for yeah. it. And I think that that's what we have to come back to. We're not yeah. going to know yeah. the answer. We're not going to be able to explain everything. Just yeah. as when the healing happens, we're not going to be able to explain how that healing took place. Yeah. We just know that it was yeah. by God. Are there any sets among you? Yeah, it's really, really hard to explain to somebody. It yeah. doesn't have to do with faith. It doesn't have to do, because it doesn't. My, if I have greater faith, does it? If I have greater faith, faith is important. The mistake we make is is when someone says your faith wasn't enough. Right. I would challenge that yeah. thinking that yeah. somehow it was some, an effort. But if on you have our to say part. that, wouldn't you have to say your faith was you had enough faith? Because people with enough faith have passed away and you know had cancer and whatnot. And, right. And 
But there was a man that went up to Jesus and asked for, for healing. And he said, I believe, help my unbelief. And Jesus called him a man of faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he confessed his unbelief. He confessed that there were things that were hard with. But maybe that's a more honest faith before God than a belligerent refusal to allow doubt. Because <laughs> can we ever be in the position where we can remove doubt entirely from our mind? And I know from firsthand experience in my own family, I know the danger that there is in saying to somebody, you didn't have enough faith. It, yeah, I agree. because it causes destruction, yeah. damage, and it's the spirit of the people. And I say it from the experience of having been told that yeah. you didn't have enough faith, yeah. and how damaging that was that that uh, that idea, and and how how dare someone come from the outside yeah. and presume to know yeah. how much faith there was. Faith is is necessary. We have to have that belief in God, and our faith is based on the fact that we have experienced His healing before. We see his promise and we believe that God keeps his promises. It's important to note, though, why do we get backed into that corner? We back ourselves into that corner because we, we say healing is this formula. If I raise my voice, if I declare these certain words, if we pray in a certain way, if we have a service, if we have people bring their wheelchairs and crutches up to the front, or if I get them to one of the uh, revival services by one of the quote, air quote, healers, you know, we, we come up with this formula and then when it doesn't work, that's when we start trying to assign blame with things like there was sin in your life or you didn't have enough faith or the people who were praying didn't have enough faith. Yeah. So we back ourselves into that. So the, the writers question, what's the use? Well, because it's commanded of us to always pray for the sick and we will always, I'd rather err on the side of believing and having faith and exercising faith and obeying the word of God and praying for the sick. Absolutely. Then that's what then, I to. then to get discouraged and oh, what's the use? Why even pray anyway? Everybody I pray for dies or yeah. you know, so yeah. I'd rather err on the other side. Absolutely. And and you are on slippery ground there, like you were you were saying. We know that, that God can do all of that. And so naturally it leads us to assume that somebody else is at fault if it doesn't happen then. Yeah. And that could well be true, but that's not Again, we're, we're assuming that our sins disallowed it. Well, then there would be no hope for any of us because we're yeah. all sinners. Or our faith wasn't strong enough. Well, then yeah. there's no hope for any of us because we all, we all struggle in our faith sometimes. Yeah. And so all, none of those, sure. things, all of those things then become dependent upon us rather than dependent upon God and God's spirit. Yeah. And we can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Again, and it's like salvation. It's like, well, I'm going to work harder to be better. And it nullifies the grace of God in our lives. So it's the, there's those yeah. parallels between salvation and healing. Yeah. That it's it, like John earlier, you were saying it's so hard to explain that to people. Well, it's hard to explain salvation to people that it's the free gift of God yes. and not by works, and you package. just have to believe it and receive it. And it's the same way with healing; you have to believe it and receive it, and then leave the rest up to God. Yeah, yeah. And in coming back to that question that was asked and. In the, the story of the mother with the child that has, has prayed for her over and over again. I think that what we need to do as a church in a situation like that is to come alongside and support and encourage and help in every way that we can. You know, and that's our responsibility. Yeah. You know, to pray, to believe, to work with, to support, to continue to build them up at the times that they're, you know, that they're struggling. Yeah. That's what we're asked to do. And to give place for it. 
Yes. And in any kind of gathering, wherever two or more are gathered, believe that God is there to save and to heal and deliver. Uh, giving place to it in, in our lives when we're talking with people, giving place to it. Yeah. Uh, believing it, talking about it, uh, exercising it, exercising prayer. Seeing it. Yeah, and seeing, seeing it. it. And remembering it. Remembering yeah. it. Remem- reminding ourselves yes. that this does happen. And being thankful when it does. Yeah. You know, yeah. celebrating it when it does. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> she asked, I think she asked too, should I just pray and then believe that my child is healed and not take not, not go to steps. the doctor yeah. that's and that's question. an interesting yeah. question for yeah. christians too because i've you know i know that there's a lot of christians out there that just say i'm i'm just believing the lord for my healing but they're not they're at, not actively pursuing yeah. healing they're not going to doctors they're just kind of yeah. you know letting there's other religions that are just uh, uh, completely against it right yeah. Yeah. and there's there's some there's some Christians that are brought up to believe that yeah. too. I don't need a doctor. Yeah. I have the Lord. Yeah. Let's stress that. What what is a, what is our responsibility? Yeah. What do you think? At one at what point do we say, okay, God's not coming through, so let's go to the hospital? Yeah. There's always that on the timeline continuum of what's going on when we have a sick child or we are not feeling well ourselves. At what point in time do we say, okay, I gave God his best shot, and now I'm going to take this into my own hands? I think that's very inferior for us to say we gave God a shot. We don't give oh, God absolutely. a shot. I'm like, being sarcastic. I'm not, not you. No, yeah. I was just saying. Yeah. Sarcasm alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so well, what's those, the point? What do we do? Well, I think those things coexist. You know, yeah. I think that, that we pray and we recognize that God uses doctors to heal people. God um, uses medicine. But all of our hope and all of our faith, we don't put in doctors and medicine. Yeah. But we recognize that they're, yeah. they're there for a reason. You know, yeah. God has yeah. allowed, allowed them to, to oh, do I, that. And I allowed take, the advancement of medicine. Yeah. because I would take it a step further than that and, and say that, that God presents to us the choice choose life or choose death and his recommendation is choose life and mm-hmm. i think that as a christian our mandate is to engage in this life and to choose life and to fight for that and to believe in it and to do everything that we can including doctors and i i think that the pattern that god has shown throughout history and throughout the bible and throughout our personal history is that he chooses to partner with people to see his will be done. Mm-hmm. And part of that partnering is that he has given us an intelligence that can use the resources of this earth to our advantage and develop medicines and develop training and develop things. That is a partnership that we have with God. Whether the doctors understand it or not, mm-hmm. it is God's purpose for us that we engage in that process. So I would go so far as to say that we should seek the help that is available to us, the things that God has provided for us in our effort to pursue life, yeah. to choose life. And all along the way, continuing to pray, continuing to exercise faith. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And so I would think the answer to the question is, at what point in time do I go ahead and take my child to the doctor or to the hospital? I would say whenever you feel in your heart that it's time to do without yeah. any yes. guilt, without any feeling of, oh, I'm a horrible mother or I'm a horrible father I or I don't faith. have enough faith. It's just whenever you feel in your heart that it's the right time to do it, then do that. Because if you take a child or yourself to the hospital, to a doctor, that doesn't stop God from moving. Absolutely. He still will yeah. move and he still can't in- continue to move. Yeah. And let's just talk about the medical profession for a moment. Uh, 
one thing I have found from experience is you must be responsible to manage your own health care. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, doctors only have a license to practice. <laughs> so they are practicing on you. And you still have the responsibility to your family and to yourself to carefully weigh out every option that's given to you and everything that's said to you and observe everything that's being done and ask questions and seek the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in that circumstance because mm -hmm. you never know that I have seen it happen. There are times when people just get the sense, I need to do this or I need to check out of this or I need to take this option over this option. You're still responsible before God, and God will still help you and still be with you every step along the way, even if you have chosen to include uh, the medical profession into your situation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there's always that chance that the doctor will see something that they cannot explain, and it will speak to their heart about mm -hmm. the nature of God and open their eyes to see things differently. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. always that aspect of things, too. Yeah. And there are doctors and those in the medical profession who have seen the miraculous hand of God in situations. Now, there are many who don't and deny it, <laughs> and yes. deny it uh, just as in any other field. Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't explain a lot, too. Mm. Things happen, and it's just miracles happen all the time. Yeah. yeah. But being involved in hospitals and operations and uh, there are a lot of Christians in that field because they believe that God has given them that ministry of laying on of hands, so to speak, and the ministry yeah. of healing and serving and loving people that are infirmed. And they're in they're true believers. They're in that profession because they feel it's a calling of God. It's a vocational calling, just like someone would be called to the ministry or to be a, a worship person uh in, in the same way people can be called vocationally which is absolutely yeah. a whole nother uh, necessary it's necessary yeah. for yeah. christians to engage it's god's heart to heal so why not get yeah. involved in the healing yeah. profession right. yeah. i have a friend who's, who's studying to be a dentist right now and she's just excited because she you know she goes i know that this is what god's called me to do and she goes i'm going to have my hands on people every day mm -hmm. and she goes and and they yeah, can't talk I'm going to be. Whether the <laughs> but, you know, she obviously won't do it in in a really like in your face kind of way. But she goes, you know, I'm going to have my hands on them, and I'm going to be fixing their problems. But I, but I'm also going to be praying and mm -hmm. ministering to their spirit mm -hmm. without them That's even awesome. totally being able to recognize that. And I yeah. love that heart for a yeah. healthcare professional that yeah. that says, "Well, I'm already got my hands on them, so yeah. you know, I might as well." pray for him and mm -hmm. I just I think God really will use her yeah yeah and the truth is God can use all of those people whether they realize it or not because his purpose will prevail his yeah. plan will yeah. succeed and and he will get it done one way or another for such a time as this you know someone yeah. is placed in a position and they may not understand it but isn't it true to say that God can still use them mm -hmm. even if they don't acknowledge mm -hmm. what it is and the bottom line, the end of it really is that it's appointed once to man to die. Every single one of us have a time that it's our time. And we're not on Friday. <laughs> you, felt, you felt you were close. I'm coming home, Jesus, on Friday. All of us have that time that's already appointed. By, yeah, it's appointed by God. And at some point in time, our number comes up, so to speak. Uh, yeah. There, there is also uh, the element of health versus I was just healing. Bring it up. Huh? 
Okay, do you want to go ahead and say no, it? I was just going to say to Matt that we were talking the other day about what if you, you know, spend your life in McDonald's smoking cigarettes or shooting heroin in your in your veins and Oh, McDonald's. You know, <laughs> you know I, I'm just saying an unhealthy life. Right. And you develop disease because of that unhealthy life. Is it now God's responsibility responsibility to heal you of what you've da- damaged your body with? You know, even though God wants healing for everybody, there's there's got there has to be. I would think I'm not gonna say there has to be, but there's consequences for your actions. There is, and and one thing I think of in that regard, when Paul wrote that phrase that we we say a lot, work out your own salvation. In my mind, the workout is more like a physical workout of like lifting weights, that sort of workout, rather than figure out. I don't think it means figure out your salvation as much as exercise your salvation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and therefore i I draw this analogy from that point if we wanted to be really buff and really physically fit and enter the olympics we would not sit on a chair and pray for god to suddenly make us you know an an olympian be easier it would be easier (laughs) but we don't do that we because in the natural sense we understand to do that it's going to require of me work and effort yeah. and training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when it comes to you know, your example of someone who's lived an unhealthy life, you can ask God to deliver you. You can ask for it. And God in his mercy will help you. But God also wants us to exercise yeah. and work things out yeah. and develop the strengths and put into practice disciplines. Same could be said with money. And yeah. you know, mm. it's a do, do you want? Yeah. Do you need God to do, come through for you and and give you some money to help you meet your provisions? There are two solutions. God can miraculously provide, and He will, in His mercy and compassion, He will miraculously provide. But God also expects us to discipline our money, to be setting things aside, to be saving for the future, to work, to work and earn money. So that we can have our provision. And both are necessary. God can do a miracle and God can work with a slow progression of discipline and, and time and stewardship and responsibility. And God wants both. Yeah. It's clear. God expects us to engage in both. Yeah. Uh, the Bible is clear that we, God has given us 70 years and he uses the phrase by reason of use. In other words, how we exercise it, how we yeah. how we use those seventy years. Uh, there's another verse about uh, uh, bodily exercise profit profiteth little. Well, it may be a little, but it does profit. So yeah. exercise, <laughs> you know, still some profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're so aware of what you you're going to reap what you sow. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about whether it has to do with finances. But since today's topic is healing, I can't expect to. Uh, not reap the whirlwind if I'm sowing in the wrong direction all the time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, I've been really interested in just reading a lot about healthy living and how, how do we make changes in our family to, to get us on a healthier track. And um, I think that that's a responsibility that we have to pursue health and growth in our lives. And some people, I think as adults, they don't ever... They don't ever consider expanding themselves. They're like, well, I'm done with school. So they don't, you know, they don't read to, mm-hmm. to be educated. They don't do any research when something happens in their life. They don't take classes. And I think that that's 
really important that we need to be educating ourselves and, and growing those things. And so, especially in this culture. Well, and information is so readily available. It's really yeah. not that hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. But but with health, you know, I mean, if if we were suffering some chronic thing, I mean, not only would I be seeking medical advice, not only would I be praying and have people join me in prayer, but I would also be researching and trying to figure out what both. what changes do we need to do, yeah. what changes do we need to make yeah. in order to to help the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and could that be part of the reason sometimes there is a delay, let's call it, in the manifestation of healing? Because God is actually wanting to get our attention for other areas of our lives. He may right. be wanting to teach us something or train us in some way. Yeah, and approach our life uh, holistically, yeah. for lack of a better yeah. word. You know, yeah. you know, incorporating everything. And I'm reminded, if I can tell another analogy, uh, Richard Stearns, who's the uh, chairman of World Vision, wrote a fantastic book a few years ago called The Whole in Our Gospel. And he talked about that uh, scripture, that promise of Jesus, that if you have faith, you can say to the mountain, be removed, and it will be cast into the sea. And he talked about how we expect, because of that, we expect that we can pray, and God will somehow lift up the mountain and move it to one side. But he said, in my work, you know, working with people, I've realized that sometimes the mountain has to be broken down with a pickaxe and a shovel, and one wheelbarrow at a time, you move the mountain out of your way. And think of the amount of faith that it, has, it takes for someone to work day after day to remove that mountain. Hmm. Yeah, he said, why don't we understand that aspect of how God's working? That's powerful. He will move the mountain or he will have it moved yeah. little by little. Yeah. And we live in Arizona. I remember sharing that story with someone and someone had given him a prophecy you're in Arizona and God will bring uh, healing waters, a river will spring up in the desert. And I had this picture of a flash flood after a storm mm. and a slow trickle of a, of a, of a river that's, that's low on water. And I went and told him, I said, I think God needs, wants you to hear this, that there will be a river of water and you'll experience the flood and you'll experience the trickle mm. and you need to know that God is in both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that they're both effective. Yeah. And I think there might be somebody listening to this that is sensing something prophetic in what's being shared right now. I think as Matt was saying that, I also sense just a prophetic urge right there. And I just felt like God showed me that there are two different kinds of watering of the earth. You know, in the, in the beginning, when the earth was formed, it was like a terrarium because it was a misty kind of. It wasn't really raining. It was like Hawaii, I guess. You know, it's all misty yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, awesome. but after the flood, <laughs> there was there's rain where it comes down from heaven. But then there's also the artesian spring that springs up from within. And I think sometimes in our lives, God wants us to know that sometimes it will rain from heaven down upon us. But sometimes the watering that we need will flow up from within. Rivers of, right. of a living water that Jesus spoke about. And... If you're listening to this and you're just saying, I think God's trying to say something to me, it might be, I would submit to you that maybe God is saying, uh, there's times in your life I have showered you with healing or with answers or finances or whatever it is that you're facing. But uh, God is wanting to say, I want to do something from deep within you right now. And you're going to be watered. You're going to make it through this hard time, but it's going to be something that's going to rise up from within you. Yeah. And you're going to know the hand of God in yeah. your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, and God is in both. Yeah, you have to see yeah. see it both ways. Yeah, God is with you every step of the way. Yeah, I'm reminded of just even like mental health issues or issues that you know people have faced in their childhood where they need healing, they need deliverance, and I've had people say to me before, you know, God is healing me through deliverance. It's the only thing that he uses to heal me of this past hurt that I've gone through yet. They won't go to counseling. They won't, you know, do the hard work of working through that stuff and finding out where their mindsets might be wrong or where they've had inconsistencies in their actions because of their beliefs or any or rooting of that. Out those, rooting out those underlying causes that keep recurring. Yeah, they just blame mm -hmm. it. They just blame it on their childhood or their past and expect that the only way they're going to be healed is if God does this big miraculous healing in them, yet they're not willing to, to just walk through the hard stuff of yeah. sorting yeah. it out. Yeah. And I, 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 I actually find that really sad. I totally believe in deliverance. Absolutely. I totally, we pray for it. We pray I, for it. I totally believe that basis. God, you know, wants to deliver us and wants to just like, just, you know, zap, zap us with his Holy Spirit and remove a lot of that junk. But I also believe that there's a work that we have to engage yes. in, in, in healing Definitely. and yeah. in, you know, getting free from past issues yeah. and in with mental health. And um, I think that's an, an important thing for mm -hmm. Christians to to hold on to and, and to teach and to share with other yeah. people. I'm yeah. always, every day, every day I feel like I'm telling somebody they need to go to counseling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do the work, yeah. right? We're do telling them, do the work. Well, and if you parallel, again, I want to continue to parallel healing with salvation. All of us have experienced coming to, to Jesus Christ as our Savior and just accepting Him as our Savior and repenting of our sin. And all of us have experienced certain things just popped right off, you know, and we never encountered them again. And then there were other things. No, we need to work on it every mm -hmm. single day. It's mm -hmm. kind of what you're saying. That yeah. sometimes there's God leaves certain residue of certain things so that we will continue to not just trust him initially, but we will uh, continue to trust him progressively as well. Yes. Yes. You know, just adding what Jody was saying, even deliverance. <clears throat> Someone, you know, gets prayer for deliverance. That doesn't, to me personally, and I could, and I, I believe jo, uh, God could heal somebody immediately, whether it be addiction or a mental or some something that need to be they need to be delivered from. But being delivered for something, maybe meaning their heart is open now to going to a program or going to some. I mean, there there's always steps in the in the process and. It's just, it usually doesn't work that quickly. Yeah. And God does want to do process in our life. Right. You know, it's not just like, and, and with our finances too, it's not like, I mean, we might have gotten ourselves in a sticky situation and sometimes God does miraculously give us money and sometimes he lets us struggle because he's, he's more concerned with the process. Yeah. Trying to say, don't do it again. Than, yeah. than our comfort. You know, he wants us to walk through the process with all of this yeah. stuff because in suffering is resurrection that's the truth yeah yeah uh speaking to the process for a second one of the things that i learned during the process of healing which might be helpful to somebody is that uh after going an entire life of being like relatively healthy never having health issues 
never really going to the hospital, never broken a limb, just always really, really good health. All of a sudden, after a season of when I had made this commitment to God that I was going to leave the corporate world and give myself fully uh, to ministry because of a call earlier in my life uh, that I had turned from, uh, as I began that journey of fully giving myself and my life to serving God and to serving uh, his people, boom, out of nowhere, my uh, intestines uh, explode and uh, uh, <laughs> dump, did, dump, not agree with your dump, yeah yeah dump sewer <laughs> into my body and I almost died on the uh, on uh, on the table and as as I went through the process of you know being rushed to the hospital and having multiple surgeries and going through it I spent a season of just not understanding what in the world could God be doing here. And through it, I started listening to a series of uh, teachings because we had just been to a conference in Southern California and this one particular speaker out there had a bunch of uh, teachings on faith and on uh, acting in faith and moving in faith and in healing. I started listening to those, which led me to I won't name any names, but a whole bunch of other well-known teachers of faith and teachers of healing. And as I got better over the next year, I listened almost exclusively to those messages. And, oh my gosh, I was just getting so built up in my faith and belief. and, And I felt like I learned so much. And then one day I'm out riding my bicycle, actually listening to one of these podcasts and crash my bicycle and uh, have a broken leg. And then I start this second season of my life of medical catastrophes. And I learned something in the process there. And it was like, even though I had felt like I had really gotten a hold of the teachings on faith and the teachings on healing, Sometimes the things of life don't actually match up all those teachings. Hmm. They just don't. And, and I don't know why, uh, but everything that I learned is kind of like I went, I went from that of learning the best of what men and women could say about healing to Jesus saying, now we're going to go to the Holy Spirit school and I'm going <laughs> to teach you another side of it. And I felt that during the learning of what the best of what men had to say about healing, I came to that verse about, but I want where Paul is saying, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think it applies here. The power of his resurrection by declaring and speaking and saying out loud and confessing the word of God that releases the power of the resurrection, the same Uh, power that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave will quicken your mortal body. And I saw that in my own life where the same, it's the same spirit. It brought Jesus out of the grave and it's available for people when we pray for them for healing. That's what, that's what I see when I am praying for people, laying hands on people and praying for them is the same spirit that Jesus came out of the grave with is being released right now through the laying on of hands. Mm. And I believe that, but then I felt like God, through the Holy Spirit, said, we're going to take you to the school of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to learn the fellowship of his sufferings. Mm -hmm. 
And that was one of those things. I had heard that verse, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the fellowship of the suffering. It's like, oh, you know, I'm just a little uncomfortable here. Or, oh, gosh, you know, I'm <laughs> 10 bucks short on this or, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, I have spent the last few years getting a greater understanding of the fellowship of his suffering. And I have learned things and come to the place and made decisions in my life I could not have made any other way. Right. If I hadn't gone, if I wasn't going through what I'm going through, if I hadn't gone through it, there's so many decisions that I have made I couldn't have made because I wouldn't have known. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And there's two types of wisdom. There's wisdom that you gain from information and you can read up on it and you can study it yeah. and you can learn about something. Yeah. And there's wisdom that you get from experience. Yeah when you have walked through something and both are necessary. Yeah. And when we talk about sowing and reaping, you've got to sow seeds of both. You've got to learn and study as much as you can. And you have to take every experience and yeah. learn from that through the, through the Holy spirit. And I, I find comfort in Jesus in that regard, because not only does, is God omnipotent in the yeah. sense that he knows everything, but Jesus walked on this earth and experienced life as a human. And so yeah. we can go to him yeah. And trust that not only does he know in, you know, in, in an information sense, not only does he know the truth, yeah. but he's also experienced. Experiential wisdom. Yeah. And, and that makes it so much more powerful. So, and that's and part of the process. It is the that's process. That's what we're talking about, process. Yeah. And so begin, you've got to start sowing the seed. If you want to see healing, learn what the word of God has to say about healing. Yeah. Study it. Read it. Yeah. Incorporate it into your life. Sow those seeds. And then you want to experience healing, yeah. begin to pray for it, begin yeah. to look at every uh, moment of your life and what you're going through and learn what God is teaching you through it. Mm -hmm. And use those things to pray with more understanding yeah. and more knowledge and more insight from the Holy Spirit yeah. than you had before. Yeah. Another question, if that's okay. I, I don't want to interrupt. Um, it just seemed from the tone of... The email, it, it, it was kind of, from what I got, it was saying, you know, I'm praying for this person or these people, and I'm praying for God's will. People aren't being healed, uh, and we've also, we've discussed how they can be healed and won't be healed, and how you do pray for God's will, but do you keep praying for God's will? Is that something, does he need to hear that over and over and over and over again, or can you pray for somebody once and say, I pray for God's will in faith? That they be healed and that's it, or should you pray around the clock? Should but you I think pray it is God. I think that the question of God's will to heal, I think, is not the question Dependent because on prayer. no, because but I think it is God's will to heal. Okay. So, and you know, that's another like you know, we do we do receive our healing even if we die because we're healed in heaven. Mm. But I think it is so when people pray. Lord, if it's your will, it's yeah. almost like there's an yeah. out there, you know, yeah. almost yeah. like there's a yeah. like, well, we're giving God an excuse. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think that we actually should come fully before yeah. the throne of God and, and, and ask for healing, not with an escape route. Well, it just wasn't his will. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to save face. I'm going to pray the disclaimer in there just so if it doesn't happen. Wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wasn't me. <laughs> I, I, I pray. I prayed really, really hard. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, we, and we have to contend for healing. And yeah. if that means somebody yeah. comes up every Sunday yeah. and receives prayer and they're on the prayer chain every week, we keep praying and we keep yeah. praying and we keep praying and we keep, <laughs> and, and that's, that's our call. We're called to do that. We're yeah. called to be consistent and be. Yeah. Asking, 
and you will receive. Seek and you will find. And keep on asking. Isn't keep that? on. Keep yeah. on asking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep on. You got to keep doing it. And yeah. and we've talked about the kingdom of God. And that's hard. And the kingdom now and the kingdom that's yet to be. Yeah. I remember that verse I shared on Sunday when Jesus talked to the Samaritan woman, and I thought about this afterwards. He said, the, the time is coming and now is yeah. when this will happen. And I thought, oh, wait, that's the kingdom now and the kingdom yet to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's right there in that one no, verse. Not yet, and no. so we keep, we keep asking for those things. Kingdom now, yeah. show me how. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, it, it's just a hard thing to, I, I think, for, for me personally, to explain to somebody, yes, we should keep praying, keep contending. Um, but I just keep hearing the argument back. Well, what happens when it doesn't work? Why did I contend? Why That's where faith it? comes in, though. I mean, there's always that element of, I can't explain this fully. It's not something to be intellectually grasped. It takes faith to reach out. And people who want to believe will believe. And those who want to walk in unbelief will walk in unbelief. Yeah. And you can, you know, like one of our recent podcasts, uh, we're ta- you asked the uh, the question, is there any one particular artifact that could prove that Jesus was here? And Matt said, oh, we could have like a videotape of Jesus's life and people would be accusing Photoshopping it. And, you know, it's like if you if you if you want to believe, there's a lot of reasons to believe. And if you don't want to believe, you're not going to no matter what argument so we don't want to get in the place where we have to explain everything about God. It's I think okay. There's a huge difference between that and contending for prayer over and over and over again. Exactly. Well, there is, but people have to remember the one sure way to not get an answer to prayer is to not pray. About not pray. It. True, and I agree. I agree with that, and I, I do agree with this. I'm just trying to answer people's questions yeah. thoroughly. Yeah. And so, and, right, but then someone will say, "See, I told you, I told you." You know, I prayed and I didn't keep on praying and it wasn't worth it anyways because I didn't, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that you stop and you give up and you didn't get what you wanted. Well, of course, because you stopped and you gave up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was probably a a lot of doubt there anyway. If, I mean, if we approach God, well, God, you probably don't want to do this anyway, but would you please heal blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not the best way to approach Either. I guess the, the two, which were both answered, is why should we keep contending? And two, when the failure, I don't want to say failure because there's never a failure. Even in, say, someone's passing, it's not failure, obviously. But not on the person that. for praying, it may be. You know, a person who says, I have the greatest faith in the world. I want my wife to live. I prayed. She's thirty, or you know, it just there's horrible situations. We've all heard of them. Yeah, that that's that's a huge faith issue. It is, you know. And I hope at, at that moment that that person has a family of believers around them that can come alongside and walk them through that process. Because if if you are if you feel isolated, if you don't have people around you to help, it would be it truly would be hopeless. Yeah, it truly would be. And, and so that's why we're in a community. That's why we're part of a church. It's so that when those moments happen, that when we don't just have to rely upon ourselves, but other people can help. You know, out. and we don't we don't know the outcome of even someone's death. Um, you know, because God God uses those things that the enemy meant for destruction for great good. God uses them for great good, and so. You know, like with with Jean passing, I think it's it's actually done something in a lot of us. God's using it to 
spur us forward and to, to help us to wake up a little bit. And so, again, not that it was God's will, but God still uses yeah. those things for good. So even in death, I think life can come out of that if we're in the right place looking for, for God to come through and to, to have his way. And I believe that fully. You know, and I think that we are supposed to struggle with some of this stuff because it's, it's what produces growth in us. I mean, if all of the answers were just spelled out and you just do this and this and this, we would just be little mindless robots that never struggled and never entitled robots. You know, so I think that there has to be some unanswered questions. Yeah. 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 There has to be some questions that we seek God more. It's coming down. Ooh.